we never grew weary or weak, even though it's been a few weeks. I'm back, baby. Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Wyslicker. Follow me on all social media at Wyslicker. Be true to thine self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, earn your chip. It's been a few weeks. Took a few weeks off. After the Super Bowl. For those who listen to this podcast, they know that I am a Los Angeles Rams fan. So enjoyed the win. Super Bowl champions. Also enjoyed a little bit of All-Star Weekend. Watched some basketball. Caught up on some shows as far as watching content other than football. Just to give my mind a little bit of a break before we get back into scouting rookies. Um, preparing for rookie drafts as far as fantasy is concerned. Looking at all the news that's going to be happening over the next couple of weeks with free agency, trades, things like that. So, just wanted to give myself a little bit of a break. Yes, I did give you guys the reflection episodes on the tight ends. We still have to do the wide receivers, the running backs, and the quarterbacks, which we'll do over the next couple of weeks. Before rookie drafts happen, we'll also talk about some of the rookies uh, that are going to be projected to be drafted in this upcoming NFL draft. We'll talk about all the news and things that went on or that go on as things happen. We'll give you all of the coaching changes and how those things affect fantasy football as well as these roster moves that have been happening. But for this particular episode, me just being back this particular meeting, we're just going to talk about the things that happened in the last couple of days, man. I am not one to be the first to report anything. I don't care about being the first. I just want to be right. I care about being right, and I care about giving the best breakdown and analysis for the shit that's been going on over the past couple of days. So... Of course, we started off the week learning that uh, Calvin Ridley was caught gambling, caught betting on NFL games, and he has been suspended indefinitely for at least the 2022 season. So hearing that basically told me that they don't know how long this motherfucker's going to be out, but you get caught gambling, you get caught betting on NFL games, they're going to drop the hammer down on you. And that's what they did. Suspending them for the entire year. Now, people, you know, of course, when social media gets to buzzing and people get to talking about it, they're like, why would he get 17 games and, and other people only got eight games for kicking a bitch? Like, shit happens. Like, what do you want them to do? I think people need to understand the difference between illegal activities and crimes versus violations of NFL rules. The NFL, yes, they can hand down suspensions for crimes such as assault, DUIs, things like that, because that 
damages the integrity of the shield. That damages their reputation to be associated or affiliated with people who commit these crimes. But they wait until due process is complete and then they hand down suspensions. For all of these people who've gotten these suspensions for doing things, you notice that these guys, they didn't serve time in prison. They didn't go to jail for these things that they've done. I.e. the Kareem Hunt, the Ray Rice, the Tyreek Hill, the Ben Roethlisberger's. When they talk about all of these people and they say they didn't get uh, nearly as much time as Calvin really is getting. These guys didn't spend a day in jail either for the transgressions, the crimes that they committed. But they did serve suspensions in the NFL. So we are to believe that the NFL can find someone, can punish someone further than the actual law can punish them is ridiculous. Yes, what Calvin Ridley was doing, betting on games, NFL games, is completely legal for somebody who's not a fucking NFL player. I don't understand what people don't understand about the fact that this guy is an NFL player. If we were in the corporate world and he was trading stocks, they would call that insider trading. And he would go to fucking prison like Martha Stewart did. You can't bet on the fucking games that you play in. You can't do that. It does not matter that he was not with the team at that particular point in time. He is an NFL player that was under contract, that was on medical leave for mental health issues. You can't bet on games. If you are going to bet on some games, bet on some fucking football, some, excuse me, some baseball, some hockey, some basketball, bet on that stuff. That is completely within your right to do. But you know the rules, you know, as an NFL player, you cannot bet on NFL games. He did it anyways. He got caught because he did it on a fucking app. A fucking app. You did it on an app. If you really thought that this was a surefire bet, get the money to your fucking cousin, brother, sister, uncle. Have them go place the bet. And they come back with the money. But you yourself don't bet on fucking NFL games because you play in the NFL. I don't understand how stupid can you be. But again, people say the punishment is too harsh. Well, how is it too harsh 
when they don't want anybody to do this shit again. This is not an illegal activity that he was doing. It is legal for him to gamble on sports. Whatever state he lives in says you can do this. You could do it on the app. You could walk into any casino. You could place a bet. It is completely legal for him to do in whatever state he lives in. But being that he is an NFL player, he is not allowed to bet on NFL games. And they handed down the suspension as such. He does have the opportunity to, he does have the option and the opportunity to appeal the suspension. I personally do not believe that they will repeal that or change that suspension. He will do the entire full 17 games. In, in my estimation, for them to make sure that nobody else does this again. Well, how come they don't put down harsh punishments for people that commit crimes? Because the fucking law is supposed to be in place for people that commit crimes for them not to do it again. If the justice system fails and they just, they're, they're free. They're free to go. The justice system said they were free to go. Why should then the NFL turn around and put down a harsh punishment on these guys? When the law said they were free to go. The law said I was innocent. I'm free to go. Or the law said I was guilty and I served my time. I'm good. Now you go come come behind them and say, well, we go we going to hand down this harsh ass punishment to you because we feel like it. No. Calvin Ridley specifically broke rules that pertained to the NFL. Whatever punishment they hand down to him is whatever they feel appropriate. And none of us have any say over that. To keep people from doing this again, you hand down the harshest punishment you can. Hell, Pete Rose still ain't in the motherfucking Hall of Fame in baseball for gambling on games. Calvin really bet on his team. The Atlanta Falcons to beat the Jaguars. It was a surefire bet. <laughs> it was a surefire bet. It was one of those ones where I know I can't lose. Well, you lost. Because you got caught. Sucks for him. Now, Aaron Rodgers has agreed on terms to return to the Packers. But, of course, Aaron Rodgers is going to do Aaron Rodgers things. It was reported that it was a four-year, $200 million deal. Aaron Rodgers comes out and says that's not true. That's not what the deal was. I haven't signed anything yet. But, in principle, he's agreed to some type of contract extension, some type of contract with 
the Green Bay Packers. We just don't know the specifics in the numbers, nor do we give a fuck. Nick, you're getting paid. We already know you're getting paid. The only reason why you're still there is because you're getting paid. I don't care if it's $200 million. I don't care if it's $84 million. I don't give a damn how many millions of dollars you're getting. You're still getting millions of dollars. Don't come at us with these semantics. You're staying with the Packers. They also franchise tagged Devontae Adams, which we're going to talk about the franchise tags a little bit more in depth a little bit later here in the show. But again, we got Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. Another 13 win season may be in their future. As far as fantasy purposes is concerned, man, this Devontae Adams, this keeps his value where it is. This keeps Aaron Rodgers' value where it is. This keeps people like A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, their value where it is. Now, they do have some unrestricted free agents in Marquez Valdez-Scanling. Uh, I believe Alan Lazard is still is going to be is, is an unrestricted free agent. Uh, I think the only people that are under contract... I think Randall Cobb is the only wide receiver. Um, him and I think Amari Rodgers. Him and Amari Rodgers are the only two uh, wide receivers outside of Devontae Adams that are completely under contract at this particular point in time. So we'll have to see if they can create some cap room to be able to re-sign some of these guys. I know they're going to be looking to try to get Zaire Alexander locked up. Uh, I think Zadarius Smith is coming up as well. Uh, so you you got to look at those particular contracts. And whatever Aaron Rodgers signs is going to have to be a deal that's going to help the Green Bay Packers be able to, you know, re-sign some of these guys. But again... We don't give a fuck what the actual totals of the deal is. Does it that shit doesn't matter to us? We just know you signed a deal or you agreed to a deal in principle to go back to the Green Bay Packers and Whatever deal you signed or you agreed to in principle was going to help get some of these guys back onto the team in the future. Trying to keep the band together. That's what you're trying to do. And we're okay with that. We understand. You know, and like I said, the unrestricted free agents, I think uh, you got Kenny King, who's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Robert Tunyon, they may be looking to try to get him back. Um, you know, Chris Barnes, he's a free agent. But I believe he's an exclusive, I think he's an exclusive reserved free agent. Uh, 
Alan Lazard's a restricted free agent. Marquez Valdez Scantling, unrestricted free agent. You know, so you got these guys that they're going to have to try to get back onto the team, but the value of the offensive pieces that they have on their team, the Devontae Adams, the Aaron Rodgers, the A.J. Dillons, and the Aaron Jones, their value isn't going to change. We know what's expected of those guys. We understand that Devontae Adams is going to be a wide receiver one for us. Um, Aaron Jones is going to be a a low-end running back one, high running back two, A.J. Dillon, mid running back two, high end running, uh, mid to low running back two. He's going to be that. Aaron Rodgers is going to be, you know, a QB one as far as fantasy purposes are concerned. So nothing really changes with that. Those guys are going to be what they're going to be. They're four years into this system with, um, Matt LaFleur, I don't know why I was blanking on his name for a second there, but they're four years into the system with Matt LaFleur, so I don't expect any any drastic changes with them um, in whatever actual numbers that Aaron Rodgers has agreed to is whatever. We just know that you're back on the team, which most people weren't really expecting. I know Denver Broncos fans were so ready to get him and they were talking about trading for him and that didn't happen. And hours after the news broke that Aaron Rodgers was staying in Green Bay, the Denver Broncos executed a trade. They announced a trade of them acquiring Seattle Seahawks, former Seattle Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is waived his no-trade clause, passed his physical to go play for the Denver Broncos. The Seahawks sent him in a fourth-round pick, and they received in return two first-round picks, including the number nine overall pick this season. This draft in the 2022 draft, the number nine overall pick, uh, two second round picks. They received the fifth round pick, tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, and quarterback Drew Locke, all in a deal. Massive, massive haul. That's what the, the media pundits the media, the media pundits, and all the people that talk football are saying this is a massive haul for the Seattle Seahawks. A massive haul. Man, you got a number nine overall pick. <laughs> That's what you got. You got the number nine overall pick. You got a quarterback that's lost his job to Teddy Bridgewater. Showed nothing the entire two to three years he's been in the league. You got a tight end in Noah Fant, who's 
he was labeled lazy. But even even me not talking about him being lazy because I don't know that guy, just his production on the field, he has not lived up to the height that he had coming out of college. He didn't live up to the expectations that us fantasy owners had for him. And then Shelby Harris is a 30-year-old defensive lineman. He's good, but he's a 30-year-old defensive lineman. If the Broncos make the playoffs this upcoming year, those 2023 picks that they received for comp- that the Seahawks received for compensation for Russell Wilson will be late picks. Which at that point, yeah, you know, late picks are fine, whatever. But they don't always turn out to be great players. They're always dart throws. Anytime you get draft picks, they're always dart throws. So I didn't look at this as a huge haul for the Seahawks. Now, if they take those picks and they flip them and they get into the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes and they make that happen and his legal issues are all cleared up. Which I'm under the impression that as soon as a team agrees to acquire him and they give up all of what the Texans are asking for, I feel like his legal issues are going to just magically disappear. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're just going to go away. I feel like I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen. As soon as somebody says, yeah, I got it, this is just going to go away. I could be wrong. But what does this do for Russell Wilson? They say it's put him on a team with decent receiving core, solid running game, solid defense, good offensive line. They could make a push. I say hold up. (laughs) Hold on. These guys are still in the division with the Kansas City Chiefs. They are still in the division with the Los Angeles Chargers. And they are still in the division with the Las Vegas Raiders. Those teams didn't go anywhere. Those teams didn't dramatically get worse overnight. But we're assuming that the Broncos have gotten dramatically better overnight. You know, and then you talk about what this does to the fantasy assets. But we still don't know if Melvin Gordon is going to be re-signed to this team. We still don't know that. So being that we don't know that, 
We tell people to temper their expectations right now when it comes to Javante Williams. But nobody's really doing that, are they? They're not, they're not tempering their expectations with Javante Williams. They are acting as if Melvin Gordon is not coming back to this team. When there's been reports that the general manager of this team, of the Broncos, does want Melvin Gordon back on the team. Said he's had multiple conversations with Melvin Gordon to tr- and to try to see if they could come up with something to get this guy back on the team. That says something to me. But even with more, what says even a little bit more was that the Denver Broncos had Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams both get 900 yards on the ground. You think that's what they're looking to do with Russell Wilson as a quarterback? They're looking to have damn near 2,000 yards on the ground? <laughs> you think that's what they're looking to do? Have damn near 2,000 yards on the ground? With Russell Wilson being the quarterback? I don't think that's what we're looking at. Could be wrong, but I don't think that's what we're looking at. And they say, oh, well, this is, this is great news for Jared Judy. He's going to be able to cook now. He's going to be able to eat. This man couldn't get on the field. He's being outplayed and outsnapped by Tim Patrick. But y'all blaming the quarterback. He, he wasn't on the field. He was getting outplayed and outsnapped by Tim Patrick Cortland Sutton. And he was hurt. I'll give you, I'll give you that. He was hurt. He's had dropped issues. I don't hold drops too much against players. I think that if you're getting open and they're passing you the ball, you're doing you're doing enough to warrant me saying you're getting the targets in fantasy. Yeah, if you escalate and you dropping massive amounts of balls, then yeah, you going And I think that's what's hurting Jared Judy. Him being injured and struggling with drops caused him to fall out of favor with the last coaching staff, which made it so that Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, and KJ Hamler were getting, were cutting into his snap share. They were cutting into his time. KJ Hamler, yes, he suffered an injury. I believe it was a torn ACL. Him and uh, Deshaun Hamilton, who has been released, by the way, from the Denver Broncos, tore the ACLs. Jerry Judy has the opportunity to show a brand new coaching staff that he deserves to be on the field and he deserves to be the number one target for Russell Wilson. He he, He has the opportunity to do that. Will he do that? That's on him. But let's not automatically assume that he is the one who's going to be that much better 
than the than the other guys when he couldn't beat those other guys out when they had a bad quarterback. Like if you were better than those guys, you would have beat them out. No matter who the quarterback was. So the quarterback play has nothing to do with the fact that Jerry Judy was not the starter. Was not the guy getting the majority of the snaps. There's nothing to do with that. If I had Jerry Judy at this particular point in time. On my fantasy football team in Dynasty, I'm trading him away because of the hype. Because people think that he's going to be the number one receiver on the team. People believe in their heart of hearts that he's going to be the number one receiver on the team. And I'll take advantage of that. Those are the type of things that I feel like being a good fantasy player, you, you want to take advantage of those particular things. He's going to be the number one target on the team. That's the perceived... That's the perception of people. They believe that that's going to happen. I say, okay, here you go. I'll treat him as if he's going to be that and capitalize on those assets. And that's what you want to do. You want to do that. You sell them at their highest point and you buy them at their lowest point. Now, with the franchise tags, the franchise tag deadline was Tuesday. When you franchise tag a guy, of course, you're paying him the designated amount for said position. This allows you to continue to work with him uh, to try to build a long-term deal. Some people, clubs said we're not going to franchise tag him, but then they went ahead and they can still re-sign the guy before the 14th actual contact, it's legal tampering. You can, between the 14th and the 16th, clubs are permitted to contact and enter in contract negotiations with certified agents of players who will become unrestricted free agents upon the expiration of their 2021 player contract at 4 p.m. New York Standard Time. New York, that's Eastern Standard Time on March 16th. That negotiation period will also allow players who are not represented by anybody to meet directly with the club's front office officials, excluding you cannot talk with the mem- you cannot talk with the head coach or other members of the club's coaching staff in regards to to contract negotiations so you can talk to the general manager the front office the vi- the president vice president whoever you can talk to the front office members but you cannot speak with the coaching staff you cannot speak with any members of the coaching staff so coaches Cannot be a part of this quote unquote legal tampering during that particular time. 
no pers- perspective restricted free agent is permitted to execute a contract. So you cannot sign a contract during that period until the league year, the 2022 league year starts at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on March 16th. So you can agree in principle. You can say, all right, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm roll with y'all. But you cannot actually sign a deal until after 4 p.m. on March 16th. That's the first day of the league year. So right now, the people that have been franchise tags or that have not been franchise tagged, their teams can still re-sign them up until March 14th. And that's at noon. They can still re-sign them. Excuse me. My apologies. They can still re-sign them up until March 16th at 4 p.m. They can still re-sign those guys. They are still technically under contract, even though they're going to become unrestricted free agents at 4 p.m. on March 16th. So let's take, for instance, uh, Harold Landry, outside linebacker for the Tennessee Titans. They decided that they were not going to execute the franchise tag on this guy, which they did not. But hours later, they said that they re-signed him to a five-year, $87.5 million contract with $52.5 million guaranteed. They brought him back to their team. They had between now and the 16th at 4 p.m. to re-sign him. So you can still talk to your players. So even if guys did not get franchise tag that you thought were going to get franchise tag or that people assume were going to get franchise tag, those teams still have the opportunity to re-sign their guys. Now, we'll talk about the people who got franchise tag. We talked about Devontae Adams with the Green Bay Packers. We knew he was going to get franchise tagged. Chris Godwin, he got franchise tagged again by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is the second time, this is the second year in a row he's gotten franchise tagged. They're still trying to work out a long-term deal with him. I believe he's only 27 years old, 28 maybe. Um, but you get him a long-term deal in place, and and that's big time for them. What they're needing now is, of course, being that Tom Brady has retired, they're going to need a quarterback in place. They do have Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask at the moment on the roster. Kyle Trask was their pick, uh, their second rounder, I believe, um, in last year's draft. Hopefully he learned something. That's the Florida Gator. Uh, David Njoku of the Cleveland Browns, tight end. He was franchise tagged, as well as tight end Mike Jacecki of the Miami Dolphins. Of course, we spoke about him on our tight end episode that we believe that if this season he came back with the Miami Dolphins, Mike McDaniel was going to be able to use this guy, um, similar to that George Kittle role. I know he's not the best run blocker, but I believe that they'll be able to get him into that mode and he'll be able to, to, to work for you in fantasy. Dalton Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys was franchise tagged. Orlando Pace, offensive, excuse me, Orlando Brown, 
Orlando Pace was the is the Hall of Fame tackle from Los Angeles Rams. Played for the St. Louis Rams, but Rams nonetheless. But Orlando Brown, he was franchise tagged. Jacksonville Jaguars franchise tagged Cam Robinson, their offensive tackle, and Jesse Bates, the safety from the Cincinnati Bengals, was franchise tagged. Notable guys that, again, were not franchise tagged. Harold Landry, we talked about him getting his new contract, five years, $87.5 million. Uh, Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears, he has not been franchise tagged. I don't know whether or not they're just going to go ahead and let him walk. I would assume that they're going to go ahead and let him walk. He won it out last year. Uh, He did show good faith and went ahead and signed the franchise tenure last season. Um, We kind of figured that that was going to be it. But they did not utilize him during this particular year. And I think that was to either try to get him to come back because the market wasn't going to be heavy for him. But I think some teams may look into getting him, and his market may be heavy. Um, Miami Dolphins maybe can look into him. I know they need another wide receiver to go along with Jalen Waddle and Devontae Parker after Will Fuller didn't work out for him. Don't know what they're going to do as far as Will Fuller, if they might pursue him or not. But... um, that could be an option for him. Um, the Saints, if they could clear up some cap room to get another wide receiver in there, um, if they're, in fact, going to move on from, we don't know if they're going to move on from Michael Thomas or not, uh, but that could be a viable option for them. Um, you know, with... Carolina's Robbie Anderson saying that, you know, he might want to go to to the Patriots. You know, you never know. They might could be in the running for a wide receiver. Uh, Mike Williams signed a contract extension with the Los Angeles Chargers. So they got him locked up for the next three years along with Keenan Allen. So they're looking to keep their players. Um, of course, we know they still got Jalen Guyton um, and and Josh Palmer, who they drafted last season. They still got those guys on the roster, so they're looking to keep their players, which is great. Um, Teron Armstead of the New Orleans Saints, we believe that he's going to be out in the open market. The Saints really don't have much cap room. It'd be a major surprise if they are able to keep Tyron Armstead. I believe that he's going to hit the free agent market. And teams like the Miami Dolphins uh, who need offensive line help, the Bengals who need offensive line help, and they all have cap money to throw at guys like him, maybe giving them a strong, strong offer. Uh, The Miami Dolphins did not franchise tag Emmanuel Agba, 
I believe they should really, really get Emmanuel Ogba back onto the team. Um, but they used the franchise tag on Mike Jacecki, which is understandable. I don't think – I think maybe he thought he wasn't getting the ball enough and he may have wanted to go try to test the free agent market somewhere else. I think they could afford – I think they, they knew – Probably that Agbo will go ahead and re-sign with them. But we'll see. Uh, J.C. Jackson, they did not use the franchise tag for him in New England. Um, so he may hit the market. Carlton Davis, the uh, corner from Tampa Bay, it's been reported that they are probably going to let him hit the market. So we'll see about that. Safety Tyron Matthew of the Kansas City Chiefs. They didn't put a franchise tag on him. They used it on Orlando Brown, and he may hit the market as well as Marcus Williams, safety from the New Orleans Saints. They don't really have much money to do anything, really. So a lot of their guys may hit the market unless they can work out some some contract uh, reconstruction with a lot of their guys to get them on the team. But, again, don't be surprised if – Guys re-sign like Harold Landry did prior to entering free agency on March 16th. Uh, you know, the, t- the legal tampering period is going to be March 13th. So you can look out for things like that on the Monday, Tuesday. We'll be back next week to talk about those things as they happen. Um, you know, I took a little bit of a break, like I said, to do those things, uh, to spend a little quality time away from football in general. Um, but I missed it, man, and I'm, I'm back with you guys. Um, of course, uh, this episode is dropping on Wednesday. We're going to drop another episode on Friday that's going to be, you know, outlining uh, the, the reflection of some of the wide receivers there. We're going to reflect on some of the wide receivers, give you those uh, – the real results. How many boom games did they have? How many bust games did they have? We're also, again, like I said, stick around for the the other things that I want to talk to you guys about as far as uh, the history of black head coaches in the league. We're also going to talk about uh, the contract situations with Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. How does those really shape out and, and are they going to get their contracts renew um, or get those extensions happening. As the news breaks, we'll try to get it to you. I'm never going to be the first to give it to you, but the analysis that I'm going to break down um, is hopefully going to help you with your fantasy decisions this upcoming August and September when you get into your draft rooms. And, of course, for my dynasty people, we're going to be talking about trades over this these next few weeks. We're going to be talking about rookies as I scout them, as I, you know, look at the tape and say, yo, I think this guy's going to be pretty nice. We'll talk about rookies even more after the draft because we'll know their landing spots and we'll try to get you prepared for your your four to five. Some people have three, three to four to five round uh, rookie drafts. Um, I'm not going to really talk IDPs um, 
as much as we're going to talk about the offensive players because most people most people don't play in those types of leagues. But if you do play in those leagues, which I do play in some of those leagues, man, it's good for you to, to know some of the defensive players as well. But on this show, we're going to be talking mostly offense. And like I said, we're, we'll get into all those rookies. We'll get into all of that in the next coming weeks, man. I'm sorry to had you guys waiting for so long, but I just wanted to take a little bit of a break, man. Enjoy the fact that my t- my favorite football team won the Super Bowl. Uh, enjoy the looking at some some shows outside of football. I've been watching a ton of movies, ton of TV shows. Uh, just trying to clear my head and getting ready to give you guys the best content that I can. So I appreciate you guys listening to me as always. We'll be back with you next week to talk about the free agency moves that are gonna be that that are gonna be made and in principle when they agree to terms. So we'll talk about that. And then like I said, I'll be back with you guys on Friday with a brand new episode uh giving you the wide receivers reflection, the breakdown, the truth about the top 24 wide receivers. Appreciate you guys listening to me as always. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Slicker. Be true to that self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, earn your chip. This has been Fantasy AA. The on- This has been Fantasy Addicts Anonymous. The only AA that's not for quitters. I've been Antoine Wise Slicker, and I'll see you on the next one. I'm out.